Hello and welcome to a pop-up uh, standalone edition of Spotlight On. This is a podcast for DMN where we uh, react to the news of the day, to find trends, and to do a little bit of a audio assessment of, of what's happening. Um, top of mind and what we're going to talk about today is the use of the new streaming platforms, specifically Periscope and Facebook Live, to circumvent the traditional media. Uh, if you paid any attention yesterday, you might have noticed that there was a sit-in slash debate with the House Democrats over gun control measures. Um, and so... This all started when uh, the TV feed from C-SPAN cut out because, and if I'm understanding correctly from all of the the news roundups, uh, the Republican leaders uh, ordered the House into recess. And um, once the House goes into recess, that effectively cuts off the the feed to C-SPAN. Uh, You'll be forgiven if you think that the C-SPAN feed is continual, Um, you know, as you think through it, if you've watched a lot of C-SPAN, and God help you if you have watched a lot of C-SPAN, you'll notice or remember that um, part of it is, you know, call-in shows. It's it's sort of the C-SPAN branding to to think that it's just a matter of the um the live feed to the house and senate floors but um it's only when the house or senate is in session so um you have the house democrats who are grant depending on um i guess your political bent either grandstanding i guess that's a negative connotation or um you know whatever your positive connotation is uh, you know, are, are creating um, a fuss. And the whole point of it is that, um, that the message reaches the public, that, you know, it sparks a debate, that uh, it goes beyond the House floor, because if it's just a bunch of House Democrats reading names of, of victims of, of gun violence to each other, nothing really happened. So five, ten years ago, you know, what would they have done? They would have tried to call uh, Ustream or a live streaming platform and get T1 cables in, in there, and, and by that time, it, the moment has passed. But specifically Periscope, which is where it started, and now, uh, for a later, for um, a, uh, uh, a a late entrant into the the live mobile streaming field, um, Facebook Video, this gave them ample opportunity to um, broadcast. And you would think that because they were broadcasting, they would, you know Periscope, it's linked into Twitter, Facebook, obviously. Many of these, um, the uh, the congressmen and women have sizable 
uh, followings, which they cultivate for their re-election campaigns and their election campaigns. Um, but what was interesting is C-SPAN actually uh, hooked up that um, the feed from the ever-changing feed, because I think batteries died and streams cut out. Uh, so there were multiple representatives uh, streaming on both Periscope and, and Facebook Live. Um, actually carried the feed over their airwaves. So you had C-SPAN picking up, um, and I'll, I'm quoting directly from a political article, C-SPAN picking up a live video feed from a lawmaker recording the sit-in from inside the changer, chamber, doing an end run around house readers. So uh, there's a... Uh, really a, a couple of sea changes here, if you can have multiple sea changes at any given time. One is the fact that, you know, it'll be interesting to see what the Republican House leadership, what their reaction to this is. Obviously, it happened too quick for them to reasonably do anything about um, the, the streams as they happened last night. I am not a legal scholar, so I don't know if they could enact legislation that would bar the use of mobile streaming technology, but that's one thing to look for, and I'm sure there will be plenty of articles that follow uh, that discuss it. Two is the idea that, you know, any moment now is uh, streamable, is viral. You know, you think about the idea of viral videos in, in the past, yes, if you anticipated that something was going to happen that would be a shareable video and you were prepared um, to record it, you would capture it. But, you know, as bandwidth plans go down or as the ability to sort of stream continuously increases, you could potentially have uh, people sort of always on recording. That was something that was just left. If you remember um, Justin TV, it was something that people did a little bit in the past, but not necessarily, um, you know, a prevalent thing. It could be a prevalent thing now. And C-SPAN was wise to adopt the the stream and I'm sure there were some technical challenges with that but um, the biggest challenge I think for live streaming now and it's a, a tweet um, that I saw from Anthony DeRosa who uh, is um, a works on the the daily show was saying that there was a bit of a frustration that you couldn't really there wasn't really any sort of site or service that surfaced up the relevant streams for this issue. So um, if that, you know, everyone knew to turn to C-SPAN because it's easy, it's on your channel, um, but as streams cut out and in, it was much harder to sort of bounce from one to the other. So um, that's the, the, you know, the advantage that, cable TV or broadcast TV has now, the channel never changes. You know, it's a question of whether or not they're broadcasting what you're interested in viewing, but the channel never changes. Um, 
the ubiquity of streams, the sort of um, the the ability for people streaming from their phones to capture things more quickly and more um, ubiquitously uh, as they happen than traditional broadcast is going to be an interesting dilemma. But until um, those platforms solve the discoverability issue, and you have to imagine that both Facebook and Twitter are, are working on it, um, you know, it, right now, broadcast still has a bit of the upper hand for breaking news, but um, something to monitor. And as always, we turn our gaze towards brands and say, you know, what is their whole role in this? And it's, it's going to be interesting uh, because the idea of live video gives throws away a lot of the major tenets of, of, um, of traditional brand advertising that, you know, it's carefully considered, it's controlled, it's high quality. Um, you know, you're going to find some brands that uh, get into it for that spontaneity, but it's, it's, it's a cultural change to be able to be okay with the uncertainty, um, certainly, you know, any brand that has tried to do something on Twitter or social media with user-generated content appreciates how um, not even really, you know, a mix of trolls, and by trolls I mean people that are just in it for the lulls, in it to, to mess with companies, and then also critics who use it as a way to amplify their frustration or disappointment in a brand. Um, so that, you know, that happens already on social media, but it happens in a lower key way. If you're talking about broadcasting live from a, a location or an event that is um, not protected, that... Uh, involves a lot of people that in law involves a lot of opportunities for troublemaking. That's going to be a big challenge for, for brands. Uh, but it's also a great opportunity to amplify message as the representatives demonstrated last night. So we'll continue to follow this, uh, as we do anything that we discuss. Um, I think it's, it's really going to be interesting uh, not on a marketing level, but just on a policy level of how this, whether there is bylaws or legislation introduced to curb the use of live streaming in the chambers or whether it becomes the next big thing. And, and suddenly there's um, a wash of, of, new content and I think for a lot of people they would say this is what our government needs we, or we the citizenry need a greater transparency with our government and certainly live streaming does that even when live streaming is used um, specifically to to um, to further a political message um, but it would be interesting if there kind of was a 24-7 uh, live stream uh, of the chambers, although the 
the cleaning crew moments probably wouldn't be that interesting to watch. Anyway, uh, this has been Spotlight On, and we'll see you again soon.